This is Mike Bursell, voice of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and Living with the Land. Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of the Mickey Dudes podcast. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com. Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, a flavor for every Disney memory. Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVC Resale Market. Ohana means family. Family and Mickey Do podcast means nobody gets left behind. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey News Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined today by my other Florida boots on the ground counterpart from Sunrise, Florida. We have Michael Fernandez. Hey, how's everybody doing out there? Things are going very well. You? Yeah, it's going. Taking it one day at a time, that's for sure. Yeah, seriously. I, I forgot what uh, what day it is in, in this month. It's like the never-ending uh, April. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm losing my tracks of days. I'm just glad to be on Talk Some Fort Wilderness, that's for sure. Yep. Well, you know what? I turned 40 at the end of the month, so you know what? At this point, uh, if the month wanted to uh, disappear into oblivion and put put the, off the big 4-0, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> yeah. Eh, it is what it is. So today I actually uh, was able to bring on a last-minute uh, special guest. I have a friend. I have a friend of mine who uh, heard the topic and wanted to uh, join in on the conversation. I have my buddy Dan Munoz. Howdy, folks. How's it hey, going, how's it Dan? Going, Dan? I'm good. Good. Dan and I kind of uh, live in the same area. Uh, as a matter of fact, across the living room from each other. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So yeah, uh, when I moved down here, uh, ended up uh, renting this really nice apartment with uh, Dan. So uh, 
it's pretty good actually because uh, we have our own uh, bathrooms we only share the living room and the uh, and the kitchen and we're on totally different schedules so most of the time it's like living with a ghost yeah but you're always in your shot away though uh, by Google uh, home mini <laughs> this is true we don't even we don't even talk to each other straight through we broadcast everything through the uh, Google home if we need to let every need to let it, us know different things so yeah, so we were uh, out. We were just out uh, shopping today for the weekend. I mentioned, oh yeah, I'm recording a show about uh, Fort Wilderness tonight, and he said, oh, that's a great topic, and invited them to come on. So, but before we before we get into the topic, Dan, would you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your love for Disney, and uh, basically anything you want them to know about you? <laughs> Okay, uh, well, uh, let's see, where to start? Uh, my, my love for Disney started as uh, most uh, people's do, you know, when you're a kid and you get brought by your family and whatnot. Uh, but I didn't really find the, the true connection to Disney until I did the college program back in 2010. Uh, I was in transportation and monorail operations, and uh, that was a, a surreal, unique experience for me, to say the least. Uh, you know, getting to drive these these huge trains with 300 plus passengers, and uh, you know, back then they weren't semi-automated, so you're actually driving the train. Uh, we call it legacy, um, and so it's it's kind of cool being being able to say I was a legacy cast member uh, in monorails. But uh, after my college program ended, I was searching for a way to come back and uh, got into the uh, EMS and, and Firefield um, and started in uh, 911 Dispatch and uh, in, up in New York, uh, Long Island, and eventually found my way down to the uh, local government down here uh, doing the same. So it's, it's nice to be uh, you know, working in and around property and uh, now I'm in a bit of a different uh, position working with, within the government. But I'm still, uh, I still have that close tie to Disney, and uh, that's what matters to me. And I'm actually still working part time with Disney. I still, I work over in event operations. So uh, if you're ever in Epcot, uh, whenever it reopens, and uh, if you're ever at a private event, you might find me over there. Awesome, well, sounds awesome. Yep, I'm definitely glad to have you at this Thank point. Thank you. Thank you. So tonight uh, we were kind of kicking around uh, ideas for these shows and all, and. Um, Michael had brought up a perfect uh, suggestion about talking about Fort Wilderness. And most there's a reason why there's only two of us on this uh, show, because uh, everybody else really didn't have much experience with Fort Wilderness. Both uh, Michael and myself have camped there, and we spend quite a bit of time over there now. So we figured uh, who better to do this show but the two of us. So... Uh, Michael recently had a trip in um, in February over there, so we're going to start off by uh, having Michael tell us a little bit about his trip. I'll tell you about my two uh, evenings staying at uh, Fort Wilderness afterwards, and then we'll just talk about the resort itself. Okay, so um, pretty much February, uh, three nights stay, four days over at uh, Fort Wilderness campgrounds, and this was our third trip over there. Uh, really fell in love. I mean, we're we're DVC members, we're annual pass holders, but we always set that trip aside 
every year to go down to the campsites just because of the fact that uh before i talked about like trip logistics like it's a different community it's a whole different community and like um my first couple of trips i talked to other campers around us and you could talk to them they've been staying there for like two or three weeks and they haven't even stepped foot in a park and it's a whole different lifestyle i mean we're park goers but as we started to camp a little bit more we started to realize well maybe we should just maybe peek in for like a ride or two or go to watch the fireworks and whatnot but we had our four-day trip uh we did two campsites me and my wife we like to do uh pop-up tent camping and uh my mother-in-law uh rented an rv from rvshare.com uh very 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 good rv that she got uh it was a pop-up fairly cheap if you don't have an rv uh they'll drop it off they'll set it up for you it's awesome i mean uh the guy called me he's like oh, i'll set it up for you he uh he set it up within like 10 minutes i was still able to walk around the resort drive my golf cart around and he had it all set up for us uh which is awesome if you if you ever want to go and experience that campsite and you don't want to do tent camping, rent, rent an RV. Just rent an RV, they drop it off for you. You don't have to set it up and they pick it up for you. Um, so we started our four day trip. You know, the, you got to do the must. The must at Fort Wilderness campsite is rent a golf cart, drive around. Totally agree. Yep. You get one for $65 a day. $65 a day. We did it for length of stay. Uh, they don't really give you a deal on length of stay, but whatever. Uh, there's no AP discounts, no DVC discounts, which kind of stink, but it is what it is. Um, it's one of the resorts with the fewest discounts. Uh, you can't even get a room, ra- uh, room rate discount. Uh, so you rent the golf cart, uh, drive around a little bit until you get your, your spot. We were lucky enough to get our spot early in the morning at 9 a.m. Set up your spot, you know. Have a little adult beverage as you're setting up. Play a little uh, country music. And what I love about like that first day at Fort Wilderness is that setup process. And uh, I will not rent an RV just for the fact that I love to set up and do everything and have every- and, and like have my tent set up and have my chair set up, have my barbecue set up. Uh, and it's fantastic. And the reason why I suggested to do this show is because if you really type in Fort Wilderness Campgrounds on podcast or YouTube, there's not much. There, there's not a lot of information out there. It's just hearsay like, oh, I got to sleep in a tent and shower. And Let me tell you, the Fort Wilderness Campground showers are some of the cleanest showers on property. I mean, the bathroom itself is fantastic. So you don't even have to worry about that. There's plenty of comfort stations. And it's more of a laid back trip. So for four days, we sat there, we barbecued. Um, went to the parks for like maybe an hour, you know, rode a couple, uh, did our fast passes, came back, uh, rented pontoons. There's so many activities to do. So the first day we, we had our golf carts, we drove around. Then we went to, you know, we went over to top of the world, but that has nothing to do with campgrounds. Um, so we had our, our, our golf cart. You go over to Chippendale's, uh, fireside movie have a good time there watch a movie the kids loved it they love to roast marshmallows it's great for kids it's great for adults too i love to roast marshmallows and with that that's one of the few free activities at disney well you have to buy you have to buy the marshmallow kits but yeah you get a character interaction for free 
and a concert. Um, yeah. There's a guy that's playing like music and stuff, so it's cool, and you get to watch a movie. Do they still give the free popcorn from Pop Secrets? I wasn't there on time for that. Okay. Yeah, so I got there when the guy was playing live. Then we went back to uh, the Fort Wilderness Quick Service, which is P&J's, which amazing fried chicken and ribs. We got like the family platter, which is like serves eight people for 44 bucks. Probably one of the best bargains on property. You know, you get fried chicken, you get some ribs, two sides and cornbread. We tore that up and then we went back to the to the fireside, uh, the campfire sing-along and uh, roasted some marshmallows until they closed down. Uh, there's a lot of free activities as you see around the campgrounds, but there's a lot of paid activities. And the paid activities are like amazing. Like we rented a pontoon boat, drove, well, you could do that at any resort, but we still got to do that. Actually, you can't anymore. You can only do it on Bay Lake, Bay Lake uh, properties. Bay Lake. Yeah, seven seas yeah. yeah. Oh, you can do it on Seven Seas. Yeah, seven, so you can still oh. do it from the Grand and Nepali. Okay. Um, but you can't. You used to be able to do it out of uh, like uh, at even at Caribbean Beach. You could do it, yeah. and you can't do it there anymore. Used and, to uh, do Beach it. Club, yeah. I. I. The one time I did it, I did it out of Port Orleans Riverside, and you were able to go all the way as far as Disney Springs. Oh uh, wow! And now they, uh, they kind of took them out over there. Yes. Yeah, so and the pontoons themselves are, are really cool like deal i mean we we fit 10 people in there i think it came out to like 20 bucks a person and they have a nice uh annual pass discount yeah oh yeah 20 20 percent annual pass discount mm-hmm. um the i think it was 20 dollars per person it covered like an hour and in an hour you really honestly if you really want to go around more you can but in an hour you can circle uh discovery island you can go through uh, see the front of Magic Kingdom, which is a really cool perspective of Magic Kingdom. And then you get to go around the little islands in Seven Seas Lagoon and head back. And you get to see everything. You get to see the shoe tree, which is awesome. I love the shoe tree. Uh, the old captains of the of the boats, they throw their trees, uh, shoes in a tree out on Bay Lake. Uh, you get up and close personal with the cabins, with the Bora Bora bungalows. It's a really cool experience. And um it's really cool to take it out of fort wilderness just because of like the dock is really cool that pioneer hall area is fantastic um we did the we did the pontoons what else did we rent rented kayaks i do have a question yeah go ahead and i guess either of you can answer this one if you're on uh, bay lake with the pontoon boat are you allowed to cross the water bridge into seven seas lagoon Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they encourage yeah. it. They really? just, you know, they, they do tell you, uh, you know, if if it's a certain time of the day, they'll be like, well, there might be a ferry that's going to come in. You know, need, they're going to need to block it off at some point. Um, okay. Anything smaller than or anything larger than you, you must give way to that vessel. Okay. Um, and they tell you that there's very strict, and if you don't follow the rules, they'll come over to you in their boat and they'll take you right out. They'll say, you follow me back, you're out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could also cross it with the with the water sprites as well. Really nice. Yeah. Uh, and the water sprite, we've done the water sprites in the past. They're fantastic. They are so much fun. They go really slow, but they're fun. They're like um, they're for two people, right? Yeah, two people. And uh, like we took it out of Bay Lake Towers and then we just drove it around. It's same thing. It's super, it, it's actually honestly really cheap. It's like $35 an hour or something like that. $35 every 30 minutes. 
I think it's a fantastic one of the like best hidden secrets on Disney property. Um, but other than that, what it takes, uh, a lot of people always ask me is like, what is it like at Fort Wilderness? And I said it earlier in the show is that it's a different community. It really is. Um, you can't go to Fort Wilderness and have this idea of just like, hey, I'm going to go and do everything in the parks. No, you're, that's a totally different vacation. You're going to go, you're going to relax, maybe uh, order some Instacart, which Instacart is fantastic uh, when, it come, when it came to. That was the first time I've ever used it was at Fort Wilderness. They deliver it right to, uh, to the check-in. They give it to you in the golf cart. You take it away. It's fantastic. Order some, you know, order some Instacart stuff. Make a barbecue because the barbecue grills are clean. They're not dirty. They're not like your standard national park barbecues. They're really clean. Uh, you can do a little barbecue. You can have a little picnic. Anything that you can do with your family and just hang out, play games, take some cornhole, you know, uh, play some beer pong. That's what we did. Had a good time. And then at night you go see the fireworks or you go to a local bar. Were you allowed to make a fire over there? The last time I was there, they had a dry leaves warning. Yeah, we were allowed to do our barbecue. Uh, and I did see a lot of, we don't take a camp, uh, a campfire, but I, I saw a lot of people do it. Um, you can, but it has to be certain regulations. Mm -hmm. If you look it up on shoot, Fort friends is one of their, one of those, uh, chat forums. They'll tell you exactly which ones you could take. They'll give you links on Amazon so you can have your own little bonfire. Cause I went February. I don't That one week in February was probably the coldest yep. week. I was ever. trying to book around that time myself and was shocked to see how, uh, booked up it was. Yeah, it was, I it was get insane. It. And like we, you don't really feel the cold walking around the campgrounds. You feel it when you're driving that golf cart at like 15 miles per hour with that wind in your face and it's freezing. And I'm, I mean, I, I can say I'm from Florida, like cold is like 60 degrees from it. So like we're talking, but we were talking at one point, it was like 40 something. And we were sitting in a tent with a, with a, with a space heater on and, but it was still one of the greatest uh, trips to Fort Wilderness ever. Um, great quick service. We did. We also did uh, Trails End. I don't know if you guys have done Trails End yet. Oh, many times. Trails, Trails End is probably one of the best buffets. Breakfast, lunch, on, and on. dinner. <laughs> I don't, and it's, do they still serve lunch? I don't think they serve lunch anymore. The a la carte I, one? I think it's only takeout from P&J's. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Now, P&J's has the same, technically the same food. Like it's the same fried chicken, it's the same ribs, it's a lot cheaper. And then um, if you go over to uh, what's the the bar Crockett's, fantastic bar. Crockett's has a lot of the stuff on the menu yes. from Hoop Dee Doo and Trails End and some extra stuff. Um, I was going to say with um, they also have a brunch on the weekends. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. even yeah. though they don't have lunch during the week, they do have that brunch and it is fantastic. Yeah, the every, all the dining, per se, at Fort Wilderness was great. And it was great for a place that doesn't encourage you to dine there. It kind of encourages you to make your own food and make your sandwiches and stuff like that. Like, everything was good. Even the there's a little uh, food truck. I forget what it's called, but there's a food truck by the, the campfires um, that is really good. They got the corn dog nuggets. So those of you that missed the corn... Well, I think they brought them back, but the corn dog nuggets at... Uh, Casey's, 
they are fantastic. They got a great beer selection. They got a great wine selection. And you can sit there while the kids are um, roasting some marshmallows and you're eating some corn dog nuggets and some Kona beer. But yeah, it's it's quite an experience. I mean, we had a great time four days of just pure relaxing. And it's like I would go day by day, but it was the same thing every day. Wake up in the morning, drive the golf cart around, go for a run, uh, relax, hit up all the little gift shops because there's Meadows gift shop. There's the Pioneer Hall settlement uh, gift shop. And you can just do peruse and they have so many cool things, so resort specific items, which is lackluster in Disney World right these days is resort uh, specific items. So it was really cool to check that out and then just hang out and have a good time. Uh, anybody that goes to Fort Wilderness, you're going to have a good time. Totally agreed. Yes, yeah, so um, my experience of Fort Wilderness had to be about maybe two or three years ago. Um, I was here for about maybe uh, three weeks and just kind of uh, doing a lot of um, resort hopping and just staying at friends' houses. I was uh, actually, it was one of these months, I was down for the entire month of August exploring the possibility of making my move to Florida. And um, I always said I wanted to experience Fort Wilderness and everything. So uh, everybody told me I was nuts. But there I was in the middle of August tent camping at Fort Wilderness. And believe it or not, yeah, it was hot. It was muggy then. But when you're out in the middle of the field at night over there, there's actually a nice breeze. And... Uh, one of the one of the uh, misconceptions about uh, Fort Wilderness is you have to have camping equipment. You really don't. Uh, you can rent a tent. They'll set it up for you. They'll have it all set up for you. Uh, whatever you need. I did bring a, I did bring a uh, air mattress. As a matter of fact, Dan was living a couple miles away from Fort Wilderness, and I stopped over at Dan's apartment first, and I borrowed his <laughs> air mattress. And I'm still trying to get the sand out of it. <laughs> <laughs> another one another one of my friends joined me for that night we, we had um, he, gave, he gave us two uh, twin air mattresses that actually two full size that actually fit the uh, fit the tent so we were able to uh, I was able to get it's a six person tent that we were able to um, it fit two people really really comfortably in um, at that point that night I uh, we did do most of the parks because, again, I'm I'm a campfire guy. Nothing nothing more relaxing than just sitting around yep. a fire, watching a fire burn. You know, one of the one one of the one of the people pulls out the ukulele, start, and then you know everybody just starts singing around the guitar out there. Uh, during that time, it was uh, during a drought, so there were no fires allowed. So we kind of just left uh, camps camp up and we went to the parks and then just kind of just went back and just kind of relaxed and went to bed and then the next morning um checked out and a few days later uh ended up at um in a cabin just to say i did it you know because they say those cabins are moderate technically moderate hotels um i disagree I kind of would put them almost as a uh, DVC uh, yeah. studio. Well, not even a studio. I'd put them. I'd put them at a like uh, a one bedroom. Yeah, 
because um, they sleep. What they sleep eight? Comfortably, I think six. I think you could. Yep. I you have a master. You have a master bedroom. You have two bunk beds, and then you have a full size bed also in there. Yeah, pull out. Yeah. Yep. And um, well, yeah, and the pull out. I think on top of that, because there's a so maybe there's a living room and two bedrooms and a full bathroom. Oh, then there may be eight. Them. So yeah. Um, at that one, actually, Dan joined me on that one. Uh, Dan was actually working uh, at, during the time uh, you had like a you had like morning shifts or something. Yeah, and I well, can't remember what it was. Yeah, what what I think Dan got off around four o'clock or something, and he was meeting me in the parks afterwards, and we were out late to the parks. And at that point, I was like, well, you know, if we're going to be out late in the parks, I hadn't seen Dan in a while, so. I'm like, why don't you just, uh, when you go to work and everything, why don't you just uh, bring like an overnight bag and everything and just have stuff for the next day? And just, he ended up crashing uh, over and just the next day just went went to work. Took me five minutes to get to work. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That was the day um, we, we, I saved that day to rent, to rent the cart. And well, for the tent camping at that, we uh, just, we just drove our car, but I had the, had the yeah. cart for actually... It was two days, so I actually had the cart for two days around at that point. So, just kind of just driving around um, the fort is awesome. Uh, I have also at times gone there to do uh, other activities. Uh, one thing I love doing when uh, I'm down there, I go to Hoopty Doo a lot, and we're going to talk about Hoopty Doo soon because I can't believe you haven't been to Hoopty Doo yet, Michael. I have not. I I have. I stand next to the door. There's a door at uh, P and J's, and you can hear it going yeah. on. Um, since we go with such a big group of people for camping, it's kind of hard to convince. Uh, I did to do the convincing. So in March, we're going to do it as a family. Nice. And I always said that I, I want to do hoop to do when I'm staying at the campsites. Awesome. Cause all, all you could drink beer mm-hmm. and wine and sangria. Uh, I don't think, I'll, well, maybe camping's not a good idea. Maybe I'll end up in somebody else's tent, but, <laughs> this is uh, true. I'm pretty sure it's better than trying to navigate the Disney bus system yeah. uh, after that. So, uh, did you ever have you taken the internal bus loop over at uh, Fort Wilderness? I have taken it a couple times. Uh, actually, most recently was the last time to get to Hoopty Doo. Actually, or actually, it was actually it was to get to uh, it wasn't Hoopty Doo. It was it was to get to uh, Trails End. Yeah, because uh, yeah, Dan was with we me. We did a we did an entire trip just taking. We didn't rent the golf cart. We, we didn't find the value in it at the time. Um, so we did an entire trip with the internal loop. And surprisingly enough, it's one of the better Disney transportations yeah. uh, when it comes to buses. Uh, they're, in, they're in front of your campsite or in front of your, your, your bus stop within like five minutes. And then they'll take you wherever you need to go. I mean, you can walk Fort Wilderness. It's a walk. But you could, you could definitely walk from the tent sites to uh pioneer hall it, it is a walk but it's part of the experience it's, it's a great walk run around. it is an amazing run i did a and 16 mile back no i know what you're gonna say yeah it was even better when back that, when they had that little uh, i'll let you do it yeah that was uh that was one of our biggest disappointments when uh when we booked this trip and we found out reflections was being built I mean, even though I'm very excited for Reflections, uh, that's a whole other show topic for another day. Um, They used to have a path that connected to Wilderness Lodge 
in uh, Wilderness Lodge is like our it's our home resort. It's one of my favorite resorts. Uh, and you run from Fort Wilderness over at Pioneer Hall to uh, it takes you by the cabins and it'll take you right to the front. I believe it'll take you to like Geyser Point eventually. Yes. Uh, and well, it did. It's it did. It, it, and it had all these wooded areas and it was really quiet. Nobody was ever out there. And then you could stop maybe if you're I found, running around for. Go I, ahead, go ahead. I found that out the hard way because I was during a marathon training and I had 16 miles to do during that on the training plan. So I got up at 4 a.m. to do it and it was pitch black. Oh, it is dark. There yeah. is no lamppost. I mean, the campgrounds itself at night. I was running by the, the light of my cell phone, and I was just like, okay, a gator is going to come out of nowhere and just drag me into oblivion. <laughs> I joke around and I tell everybody, which I've used this on many times, I've always said in the middle of that, in the middle of being, I always like having Pat on here because it just annoys him when I tell this story, but I always bust his chops by saying, yeah, in the middle of that run, I was uh, really freaked out because a doe came running out of the woods just... Uh, straight at me stopped looked at me looked at me and said that's the last time i do that for two bucks and ran ran the other way <laughs> i like that i yeah. like that i mean and that that is one thing you brought up a good point about the the does and and if you're just sitting out there by your campsite you could turn around and there's like a deer like five feet away from you ten feet away from you and they're not like you would think that these loud buses with that awful awful beeping sound for the for the ECVs would scare them. Now they just look at it and they're like, Hey, yeah, we're here. We own this place. See, the only thing that the only issue that I have with them around is this is Disney. And I feel like they're woodland creatures. They should be coming and doing your dishes. You know, Disney's ever taught us anything, you know, (laughs) instead of that's one squirrel that kept stealing my, my barbecue seasoning, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get them next year. You see, we had two chipmunks that kept on coming and trying to go for our peanuts. We nicknamed them Dip and Chail. Dip and Chail. Yeah. Nice little reversal there. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I've also done the uh, Tricircle D Ranch. Oh yes. Where? Yes. I um, I actually had a little bit of magic made for me one time because uh, I was out. looking at all the horses, taking some pictures, and just kind of just reading everything. And a cast member came up to me and just started talking to me and introduced me to some of the horses. And next thing I know, I was getting a whole behind-the-scenes tour of tri- the Tricircle oh, nice. D Ranch. And then I got to meet uh, the uh, Headless Horseman's horse. And as we were going through a spot to meet him, I go through a door, and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, don't mind him. He's just getting ready. Out at that door was the Headless Horseman. Oh, wow. oh nice. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah uh, he was kind of, I, I think at that point, it was during the day, so his spirit was kind of dormant at that point. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. he usually, his, his spirit usually rises with the moon. But uh, you could definitely feel his presence in the room. Did you get my nice. drift? Yeah. And all. Uh, so I've done that. I've done the horseback riding. Yeah, my is, mom's done it. Which is really, which is really fun. They'll take it'll. They'll you'll start that at the begin at the, the the front of 
of the uh, resort, right where um, you get the golf carts, and then they'll, they'll take you all the way down by Pioneer Hall, and you'll go through all these li- you'll go through all these little bridle paths on that. I've done the uh, wilderness uh, Segway back uh, woods adventure, which is definitely yeah, something worth. Uh, used to have a couple of t- Segway tours. There used to be a Segway tour through um, Wilderness Lodge. Uh, actually, no. This one was actually uh, through uh, World Showcase, and they discon- oh, wow. they discontinued that one. I can see why. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 sure there were issues at that point, and then uh, yeah. So now they have one going uh, out of Fort Wilderness. Uh, the day okay. we we did try to, the day I tried to get the boat again. Every time we went to get the boat, there was always thunder in the area. So, hence the lightning was more than seven was less than seven miles out. So that was uh, for the resort launch or the for like a pontoon. Pontoon. Every time I went to try okay. to rent a pontoon on Bay Lake, I always have I always have that uh, bad luck. It's always it's I always pick a rainy day and there's always lightning within seven miles. So yeah. they have to shut down all watercraft activities. At yeah, that yeah, point, yeah. so and then by the time it was reopened, the marina was closing. So, but um, definitely worth the time going over there. Uh, and now, before I bring Dan on to talk about Fort Wilderness, Dan, let's talk about Hoopty Doo for a second. Why? Why should anybody go see Hoopty Doo? Wow, oh, there, this show's not long enough. Uh, there's too many reasons. <laughs> yeah. um, Wow. Uh, so let's start with uh, if if you are uh, if you like alcohol, this show's for you. <laughs> um, it doesn't even matter what's up on the stage because you're going to enjoy that after a couple drinks. Uh, but I mean, the food. The food is one of my number one things. I mean, that fried chicken rivals. And if anyone, if you're a Floridian, when I say it rivals Publix, that means oh, something. Yep. So that's fighting words. Yeah. So I mean, I think that they have really great food, the ribs, um, and it's all it's all you care to eat. Um, which, for, and for the price, the value of getting that dinner show, you know, it's not just like a character di- dining experience where you know, okay, you're, you're going to get a character that comes by once every you know five to seven minutes, maybe every ten minutes. That's your entertainment. You know, this is. Yeah, I mean, what does it cost? It's, it starts around what seventy, seventy-five dollars for like category three, maybe something like that. Um, I think last time I checked, it was sixty-two. Okay, so it's even better. Uh, and then you know you're adding a full dinner show with you know uh, beer and wine, and you're getting a full meal out of it too. Those ribs are amazing. Those ribs are really, really good. If they're anything like the PNJ ribs and fried chicken, like. It's all, they the, are, it's all the same. Same kitchen. Oh, my gosh. With that, so that said, chicken, though, awesome. if you were to get a... Well, now that it's all... Um, now that it's all just buffet over at uh, Trails End because they did discontinue the a la carte lunch, there used to be a strawberry shortcake at Trails End, which was not the same one that they... When I ordered it, they're like, well, it's not the same one as Hoopty Doo, which was kind of which was kind of surprising at that. But can we talk about the strawberry shortcake at... The strawberry shortcake uh, at, at Hoop Dee Doo tastes like it was made from you know from scratch in some you know southern grandma's kitchen. I mean, it is authentic. It tastes you know. I mean, it's served family style, so you get a big heaping helping of it. 
Um, if and they give you, you know, th they throw spoons down on the table. Um, just make sure that you don't use the same spoon that you use on the washboard, please, yes. folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that that's probably the best surprise you can have at the end of that meal after you've just stuffed yourself uh, beyond what you thought you could ever eat, and then they throw this strawberry shortcake with your. Uh, oh, I don't want to give away the show for those who haven't been to Hoop and Do. This is true. But, you know. Let's talk about the show, though, because a lot of people are reluctant to go because it looks just so corny and looks just so cheesy. Yeah. And for years, that was my feeling about it. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, no, I really, this this, this is going to be stupid. Real, why do I want to waste my time? We have, a, we have a close friend that she out and out refuses to go. And I was actually going to Buster Chops because had we not been in the middle of a pandemic, she would have been coming to uh, Florida this weekend because I was going to have a huge birthday bash and it was going to be uh, a uh, monorail bar crawl was going to be involved in this. And Michael, you would have been invited, obviously. You said, you said my three favorite words. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll happen eventually, but... Uh, I was going to really just uh, just ping her a bit by uh, telling, oh, by the way, we've booked Hoop-de-Doo. We'll, we'll be paying for <laughs> we, you. We will drag her there one day. And yes. she will enjoy, I know she will, she'll enjoy it at least, she'll at least enjoy the alcohol. If she doesn't enjoy that, then maybe she'll enjoy the food. But if you, I mean, I think most people go in, if you go in with an open mind, just go see it once, give it a, give it a chance. The, and the I think you'll walk actually, out smiling. Yeah, the show is actually entertaining and it's hilarious. And one thing I will say about it is it is full of innuendo that it's like, okay, wait a minute, but this is Disney. It's a very adult show in nature and it's disguised as a family show, but it's very tongue in cheek. There is, yeah, there's yeah. parts of it that just, it's like, whoa, how are they getting away with this on Disney Plus? Yeah, and uh, I did notice, like, when I was uh, standing outside of with my golf cart, just, like, s sitting out there looking at, like, Pioneer Hall and all that stuff, uh, I saw people walking out and just the joy in people's faces. I mean, they might be a little intoxicated and uh, <laughs> a little lit up, but that's fine. I mean, we all were at the time. When you're camping, really, there's nothing else to do. So, you know? so the last time I went to eat at Trails End, somebody might or might not have shown me a little spot where you can stand while waiting for the bathrooms where there's like a little spot opening in the door where you could just walk in. You could, you could just like stand right there and watch the whole hoop-de-doo from outside and all. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. You can let, you can hear it from P, the line in P&J's. Well, if you're like refilling a soda... You hear you hear the songs, and I've I've heard the show. Like I've heard it, like on, and I've seen not seen the whole thing on YouTube, but I've heard some of the segments, and I'm like, oh, they're yeah, they're they're singing, they're doing a thing. But definitely gonna check that out next trip, and I know when I check it out, it's gonna be like a once every year kind of. thing. Oh yeah, no, it's I gonna be one gonna of happen. those things where it's gonna be like, how did I not do this before? Because once once I did it. Uh, I think I've been to Hoop De Doo since then. I think this is gonna. I think I've been there back four times. Wow, nice. We we've I've gone it, together. I think at I've least, done it more than you, but um, we've done it at least twice. Yeah, we've been to, we've been together with groups of people at least twice already. I mean, and also it's it's got some history to it. What is it? The longest running stage show in 
Disney or something like that? Or that was definitely the, the longest in Disney. Um, yeah, because it's yeah. been around since seventy one. Isn't yeah. it? Doesn't it rival something like like the longest running dinner show in the United States or something? I think it might. I think yeah. that might. Yeah, that kind of... I've heard some things like that. Yeah, it's it's been around. So I mean, the campsites have been around since seventy one. Everybody always talks about Polly and contemporary campgrounds have been around just as long. As yeah. a matter of fact, uh, right. Um, the, the week that they ended up closing the resorts and everything, uh, Dan was set to uh, go to go to Hoopty Doo that week. Yeah, we had tickets. And, I had already picked up the tickets. In fact, I actually found myself at the concierge days before um, the hotel closure. It was supposed to be on that Wednesday. The hotels were closing on that Friday. And I was there on uh, Sunday. And I went to the concierge and I said, is this still going to go on? And they're like, right now, it's it's still scheduled. And the very next day, that Monday, they had made, I got a refund email and I'm like, oh man, uh, I was so upset. Cause I, I mean, and, and what else do you get that upset over? I mean, it's just food and it's just, just, you know, it's just dinner, but it's so good that I was like, man, I really was looking forward to this. You know, I don't care if I had to, you know, sit a distance away from people or whatever I had to do. I wanted to see that show and eat that food. And ironically, the tickets are still sitting in our living room. Yeah, right on, yeah. on, on, right on top of <laughs> right on top of our cable box. I, it's a reminder for once this is over, I'm going back. Nice, nice. awesome. I might have to crash it then. You'll, you'll be there. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. So now another thing I want to uh, talk about. Um, so I was watching as you, uh, Michael, as you were talking about how it's a different community out there. Dan was inse- was excessively shaking his head yes. So, Dan, can you can you uh, shed some light on some of this uh, as a Disney insider? Sure. Uh, so, you know, you said it was, you know, Michael, you said it was a different community out there, and you're absolutely right, because there are literally people who live at Fort Wilderness. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, they don't, you know, they think that these are just people who are coming and going, you know, maybe they're there for two weeks or something, but, you know, that's it. They're, they're going back home to wherever, you know, there are people who literally come there and the most you can stay at any Disney resort is 28 days. Um, you have to switch to another, uh, you have to at least leave for, I don't know what the period of time is. I don't know if it's one or two days. It, it could be a couple more. And that's um, a tax rule. And that's just, a, that's just a, it's a, it's a rule so that you can't claim residency. Yep. Within um, yep. within the county, which in this case uh, would be a special the special taxing district of Reedy Creek, and they don't want anyone living there that's not approved. Um, so all these people who live there, you know, they stay there for 28 days and then they go, you know, wherever else to another, you know, campground off property and then come back. Um, and they they Disney keeps certain loops specifically for those residents, um, and you can tell really. I mean, some of the people who live there. Uh, do decorating for Halloween and Christmas, uh, and those loops are just phenomenal. I mean, it's the same people yeah. every year, all the time. And whether they're not necessarily a year-round, you know, quote-unquote resident per se, um, you know, they're there a lot, and they, you know, they they're there so often that they pretty much have their name on that that spot. You know, it's it's theirs. When they pull out for you know after 28 days. They're they're coming right back to that spot. You know they can even leave yeah. you know fencing, lighting if they have anything you know special of theirs. They can leave it there, and Fort Wilderness they don't care. They'll they'll they'll, they'll secure that area for them until they come back, and it it becomes a family. I've I've talked to people who who do live there. You know who are long term um, 
you know, renters there, I guess is what the best term for it. Are they like snowbirds? I don't know if they're snowbirds or if they just don't have anywhere else uh, to go or, you know, and I'm sure it's actually, it, I don't know how much, how much of a cost savings it is because we all know it's not necessarily that cheap to stay there. I mean, if you do the math on it, if you, you know, if you booked a slot, you know, every day, uh, for a month. Yeah, well, it's not that cheap. Considering yeah, your regular state park to get a campsite, it's something like I, I think in like New York State as a resident, I was I was able to get a par- a campsite for twelve dollars a night. <laughs> and that's the cast member yeah. rate doesn't even come close to that. And do they even offer cast member but rates? From time day? to time, you can get a caster discount on the. Uh, but it's oh, usually nice. it's still so cheap compared to regular rooms yeah. that they don't offer a cast rate. I remember I told my friend, yeah, I got the Fort Wilderness. It was $40 a night. And my friend, who's an avid camper, it was almost like he was about to just, his teeth just gritted so much that it was, I thought he, I thought like all the enamel was going to shatter off his teeth at that point. Um, Be, um, when, when they set up the tent for me and everything, it was an additional $40. Uh, I do have a question, uh, Michael, about the uh, RVs. Uh, That company... Did you get one of those RVs that was uh, decorated? Because they do. There are there are companies out there that do the RV rentals, and they will decorate the RV to your uh, favorite Disney theme. So you can get yeah. Star Wars, you can get Frozen, you can get uh, Mickey and Pals, you can get all sorts of ones. It's a little bit extra money, not that much, but yeah, they'll get they'll have cardboard cutouts, everything. Yeah, the the one we used was a uh, one that delivers nationwide. Like it doesn't just do okay. uh, Fort Wilderness, but there's a lot that are Fort Wilderness, like just for Fort Wilderness. Um, I got a, there's a bunch. I have a list list of bunch of our uh, websites, but RV Share is usually the cheapest. And every once in a while, you'll get lucky, and the guy will throw in like a little kiddie pool for your kids. You know, some lawn chairs, some decorations, and stuff like that. So. And it was cheap. It was like we're talking fifty bucks a night. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, and they'll set it up for you. The only thing they can't do is, uh, from what I was told, uh, they can't bring you a go. You can't rent an off-site golf cart and have it delivered. Really? You, you would have to go pick it up. That's what it was something with insurance or something like that. That's what they were telling me. Um, that makes that makes sense because uh, yeah. just through RV Share or through any company, through anybody, any really? company. So that, cha- so that must I, have changed in, in recent. Not I don't know how long ago. I know a couple of years ago you were able to do that, um, and yeah. they had actually they encouraged it on the Fort Wilderness uh, website. There was a list of you know authorized providers that they recommended yeah. um, for you to go and rent from because they don't want to have to you know have someone always keeping maintenance and doing all this work with the golf carts they'd rather you rent it from someone else and they don't have to worry about the maintenance or anything yeah so the the one that i looked in there might be others but the one i looked into um they were talking about how i would have to take a truck pick up a trailer if i don't have a truck they'll lend me a truck and then i have to drive the trailer back and it was to save ten dollars a day and i was like i'm losing like an hour each day that i'm doing this well not each day but the my arrive date and my checkout date. So I felt like it was just a better solution just to rent from Disney and just have it there. And the new golf carts that they have, they have some new ones and they have some old ones. Uh, the new ones have full USB hookups and, you know, good lights and, you know, hook up your USB to your speaker so you can play some music. Uh, but I, 
I like the golf carts from there. I wouldn't drive off site to pick up a golf cart, but you could bring your own. You could definitely bring your own. I think they have to see papers or something like that. That's what some. That's what some. One of the. That's what one of the websites told me, and that's what one of the resident. Well, residents told me. He's like, yeah, you can't be bringing. You can't be renting golf carts. And I was like, okay, man, that's cool. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, speaking of renting golf carts, um, Dan and I, along with his boyfriend Bryce, did it a couple of uh, months ago uh, at Christmas time. Yeah. 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 Oh, we, fantastic. Um, we did it one night. It was a two. Uh, I was calling and trying to get it, and I can only get it on a on an arbitrary Tuesday during the during Christmas time, and it had worked out that Dan was working overnight uh, on Disney property that night. So we ended up um, we were able to get him to wake up a little bit early. We had dinner at Trails End. I picked up oh, the golf, I picked up the golf cart, and then we spent the entire. Um, he had to go to work around ten. So we were literally up to 9.30 driving around uh, Fort Wilderness just looking at all of the Christmas decorations that uh, the residents put out. And that's something that you definitely want to do if you are in Disney during the holidays. At yeah. that point, it's almost as, it's as iconic as the nine uh, giant trees of Disney, of Disney property between the ones at the parks and the ones at the hotels. It's worth it mm-hmm. to take a drive, take a drive through uh, through property. Can you go? Can you go on those uh, loops with a car, or you have to get a? You're, you're really not supposed you, to. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, it it's just a pain. It's a it, it is a pain because they're all one way, and they don't people don't want you driving through there because they have kids playing outside. Uh, but you could, if you don't want to spend the sixty bucks on a golf cart, you can rent a, you can rent bikes. The only thing that I loop. found out about the bikes is, don't they close at sundown or something? The bike barn. Oh, that I don't. Yeah, know. I, I believe after checked. a certain time that you have to have back. But the other option, uh, I was going to say, is the uh, horse-drawn carriage rides to yep. see the lights. You can yes. get the horse, and they'll go through all the loops for you. Yes. Yeah, and if you're if you're staying on, pro- oh, well, never mind. That would be a terrible idea. I was saying rent a bike, and you can rent it for a, two days, three days. You don't have to. Maybe you can find a way to like tie it up somewhere, <laughs> just ride it around a little bit. But I'm pretty sure you can't, unless you know somebody staying at the campgrounds. Um, also, so we're gonna talk about the we're gonna talk about some of the uh, elaborate displays and all. But uh, that's another thing. If you didn't know, you can actually uh, in the middle of Florida in December, you can take a one horse open sleigh ride. We yeah. all didn't, but. Uh, we just uh, we just drove around. So, yeah. anything uh, stand out from that experience when we got the golf cart? Uh, no, I mean it, it's it's definitely a fun experience. Uh, there's nothing like it. Uh, the seeing all the displays, you know, out in the open air. Uh, as I recall, it was a pretty nice nice evening when we were. It did start we to rain. It did start to drizzle. Yeah, um, but it wasn't horrible. Um, actually, no. We did get one big downpour. Yeah, I we remember. did. We were we were trying to get like hide in the center of the of the golf cart, <laughs> trying to keep it dry, <laughs> trying to put the windshield up while we were driving. That was fun. Um, but yeah, just going through all the loops and seeing all the decorations and, and just watching you know from a distance, even the glow of the loops, you know, seeing all the lights. And we and hit every loop. We got through every single loop. And there's a lot of them. And some of them are interactive where you can get out and actually walk through the campsite. A lot of them will have like a a, a walking path to different different themed areas of their display. 
Some so of them are nice. just a hodgepodge. You yep. know? Sometimes it's just all over the place, but some of them it's like, you know, Frozen theme. And you see all the icicle lights they put up and everything. It's, it, they do a really great job. A lot of nice. Santa's workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of Christmas Star Wars. Yeah, there was a lot of Star Wars presence. And then you also, after a while, you start to see other characters that are not Disney characters. That it's always it's like <laughs> like minions. It's like uh... yeah, <laughs> that or Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. It's like okay, wait a minute. It's cool to see it all. Yeah. If, even if you go in February and January, you might get lucky enough that one or two sites, like when we had, they were still decorated. And uh, you could tell that they've definitely probably been here since December and they're just too lazy to take down their stuff. After about 9.30 or so, it looked, it looked like there was a de- general idea of lights out by 10 because it was just, after a while, we had yeah. a little bit more time. We, uh, after he went to work... Uh, we were, uh, Bryce and I were going to drive around more and just see more stuff if we could, and it was all just—it was all just pitch black. It was just uh, yeah. People started turning those lights up, and I think that that's probably you know these residents, uh, you know their you know little unwritten uh, you know code because Disney doesn't really have necessarily a written quiet uh, quiet time rule. You know they kind of just if it starts yeah. being noisy after a certain time at night, they'll just start asking people to be quiet. But um, I think the residents try to tone themselves down at a certain time and turn off lights so that kind of people look around and go, it's quiet, maybe I should be quiet. Yeah, it's, you start to pick up. You pick up, like, the like we were up one night playing cards and stuff, and we just noticed, it's like, oh, it's kind of died down. It's more of a, it is a early to bed, early to rise kind of place. Um, the, the most activity you're going to find is early in the morning. And then uh, towards like after after that campfire goes out, when they put out the, the final campfire, you start noticing it just die out. Like just people are in bed, people are sleeping, lights are out. You know, there's no more people sitting in front of their cabins or RVs drinking. There's everybody's just knocked out. OK, so Dan was also telling me an interesting part about um, an attraction that's closed now over at. Uh... Oh, yeah, well. Uh, well, most people know River Country was right, right there, right back behind uh, uh, Fort Wilderness. You know, if you're, if you're at the beach at Fort Wilderness, it's, you're looking out at the water. It's it's to the uh, just to the west uh, or to the left, looking out at the water. Um, but yeah, the you know Mickey's Backyard Barbecue was right there um, at Fort Wilderness. But most people don't realize is actually Mickey's Backyard Barbecue was originally the entrance to River Country. So a lot of people went to Mickey's Backyard Barbecue, and now they're like, "Oh, you know, I wish I could go in there and see River Country." It's like, well, you're there, you're right there, right now yep. at River Country. Technically, you know, the old ticket booth uh, for River Country was the ticket booth for um, or the entrance booth to the Backyard Barbecue, which I never got to do, and it Me ended either. right before I was thinking yeah. of trying to get over there. So, my first camping trip, I ran. You can run back back when it was still there. You can run through the ticket booth. And you can get really, really close to that big, the, the, the swimming pool. You can get really close. You could see, I, I looked through the fence. I mean, just the crack in the fence. I didn't like jump the fence or anything, but I ran around. You could see everything in there. Um, now it's, now it's, now it's gone. Uh, there's a couple, there's another abandoned, uh, old attraction out there that you can actually, uh, that's in walking areas and it's the old, uh, Fort Wilderness Railroad. 
Yeah. And you can the, you can hike that trail. You can walk around. They won't they won't stop you. And it's still there. You can still see the the, the wood blocks and the in the ground. And it's really cool. There's a lot of little little interesting things to discover at Fort Wilderness. So that railroad trail, I think uh, they have at one part of it uh, gets a little bit grassy and everything. Outside of Pioneer Hall, they also have every night for really cheap. It's like about maybe ten dollars or so. You can get you can get the horse-drawn carriages and the one-horse open sleighs in uh, in December, but uh, for ten dollars and you just kind of just get on this uh, community wagon, but you can go on a hayride that lasts about twenty oh, nice. minutes straight through. It's cash only and it's it's no reservations. It's first come serve, first serve. And they do it for about two hours each night, where this they, oh, they, nice. they go consecutively. One one drops off, comes back. They have about two of them going around, and there's about maybe four or five horses uh, drawing this um, drawing drawing this buggy, and you can get a really nice hayride around oh, around nice. uh, Fort Wilderness. Definitely something worth checking out. Yeah, and there you mentioned earlier with the the uh, Tricycle Dew Ranch. Uh, which was torn down this past uh, this past over the past year. Really? Yep. Yeah, it's gone. Um, yeah, and, it's, it's gone. Uh, but they, they're modern. They're modern building a new one across the way from where that one was. Okay. Um, so all the horses got moved down to the Tricircle D stable, which is at the front by the outpost. Um, and now, uh, actually, I believe they're getting ready to reopen. Um, I believe they've they've just got some uh, final inspections coming up over there. So they should be uh, ready to open soon, and the horses should be back home. Uh, and getting oh, getting nice. acquainted with their new digs, and that'll be fun for them. And uh, fun fact: those are the horses that um, work the Magic Kingdom. Yep. Parades and in the mornings that drive the trolley. Yep, the same horses that go around yeah. for, uh, Port Orleans as well. Yep. It's a it, it's good to see that that's coming back because it was it did feel a little off seeing construction walls at the campsites. Yeah, it's such a weird place to see walls up. You know, it's like it's such a you know it's open wilderness, and then here's construction walls. It's like, what are they building a Walmart over here? Yeah. Awesome. Well, do you have anything to add, Michael? No, I think uh, I think if you haven't experienced Fort Wilderness, man, you you got to go. Even if you haven't been on the property, go take a day. If you don't want to rent a golf cart, take the internal bus loop just to drive around. Rent a bike, do something because there's so much fun stuff: fishing, kayaking, canoeing. It's so much fun stuff to do over at Fort Wilderness Campgrounds. Dan, anything for you? Yeah, uh, just you know, take the bus if you have got nothing else to do. Grab, you know, if you're at a park and you're like, you know, what should we do? Grab the bus to, to Fort Wilderness. Hop on the internal loop. Uh, enjoy the music, the sounds of, uh, of Fort Wilderness. Uh, go up and see the settlement and. Just, you know, rent a boat or something. Go out on the water. Michael was yeah. talking about going out on the water. I, you know, we've done that too. Uh, it's just so much, there's so much to do. It's unreal. Uh, it's, it's such a pleasant, comforting resort. It feels like home. Oh. Yeah, hit up Crockett's, man. One of the best bars on property, in my opinion. Crockett's is, and it's always empty. There's no, never yep. anybody there. And it's always great conversation. Yeah, the bartenders over there are fantastic. Yes, I've noticed quite a few of them legacy over there. Yeah, there's a there's quite a few of them over there. I met I met two of them that were legacy. Yep. All right. Well, with that, let's just go around and tell everybody where we can be found on the various interwebs. Uh, Michael, where are you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Years of Happiness. We're going to be posting some uh, definitely some 
pictures from our last camping trip uh, over the next couple weeks. So check that out. That's for sure. Definitely. And uh, Dan, where are you? I'm on Instagram as well. Uh, it's DJM08150. Want to repeat it just for the sure djm zero eight one five zero and also i'm on twitter but i don't know if i tweet that much uh mainly only to complain to wendy's or something like that but uh dan, dan <laughs> munoz 90 and uh i'm on twitter also but again i hardly ever uh, use it because twitter but i love instagram <laughs> so instagram and twitter i'm at the same name uh at figments reality and you can find the uh, Mickey Dudes on Facebook. We have a fan page. Just search the Mickey Dudes. I we have the Mickey Dudes podcast on Instagram and the Mickey Dudes on Twitter. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe, stay home, please, and we'll see you real soon. exciting episode at the mickey dudes podcast you can find the mickey dudes on facebook at the mickey dudes podcast and on twitter at the mickey dudes if you enjoyed our podcast please share the love on stitcher or itunes thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon